0: So the galaxy fold, right? Yes. The galaxy fold. it was it started the thing, it went to market. it had the issues initially with the the reviewers and the dust mm-hmm. and the crease and the pixels and the screen damage. a lot of problems. It had the stuff going on. Mm. which I should remind people it did not happen to my original galaxy fold, but that one went back and then that was replaced because they made a couple of changes, whatever it was they could make. They tightened up the hinge area a little bit, tried to stop things from getting in there. They reinforced, Will, mm. as you would. They didn't wanna give up on it, right? Cause it's this kind of situation I told you in the past. It's this kind of situation where you have this new technology, the ability to fold a display. And then you say to yourself, okay, maybe we don't know exactly yet what the perfect implementation is, but we want to be there. We want to be a part of the early stuff. So you you can't just immediately put it down. You kind of got to commit for a little bit. And today we have a new development in that commitment. We have a product, which to me kind of looks like an indication that Samsung has learned something even bigger than those minor changes that they made to the original Galaxy Fold. We have a product called the W25G, and it appears to be the next iteration of something that the Galaxy Fold started. So not a revamp, not a slight adjustment, but instead something a little bit more major. Now it's important to note, it kind of shares the the same mechanics but some things are obviously different. The shape of it is different the hinge is different the gap is different. These are some areas that of course had, had uh, where problems had come up in the past. So this new device, the W20, 5g that's an important piece to put in there as well because obviously it's going to support 5G it's it popped up thanks to our pal Ice Universe and he kind of showcases a a little quick comparison and to me what stands out what stands out here is that it's it looks like a product based on the fold but not the fold it looks like a quick move a pivot of sorts It looks like, okay, we got these problems with the fold. We see areas in which we can make improvements beyond those quick fixes. We see a way in which we can reconfigure it structurally from a design perspective to make some improvements based on what we've learned beyond the Band-Aid type fixes. Mm -hmm. And then at the same time, we can throw 5G in there. As you can see, it's less curved. It's more angular on the edges there. You see it closes tighter, Will. Mm-hmm. There's less of a... It looks less like a. you're squeezing a sandwich or something. Uh. I mean, I don't recommend you squeeze your sandwich.
1: It looks like the old one looks like a wedge.
0: Oh, or there like. it is. That's the word. A wedge. Yeah. A wedge, a little ramp to it. You could you could wedge your door open with the old one. Mm-hmm. The new one, it almost looks like this co- uh, closed flat more like a sandwich actually yes that is what you want your sandwich to look like you don't
1: want a lopsided sandwich no this looks more like a successful sandwich
0: you ever had a grilled cheese or something oh no, yeah 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 we had a discussion the other day if you can put tomato on a grilled cheese or not i i, I think it's fine
1: you think so i
0: think it's fine kirk's shaking his head no so Anyway, don't put a tomato on your Galaxy Fold. I don't recommend it. Although the W20 5G might be engineered for such a purpose.
1: Yeah, it's got IP rating.
0: It's got tomato rating. As for the W20's internals, Samsung will upgrade the Snapdragon to the 855+. Plus. little tiny boost there. It's still going to have the 12 gigs of RAM, 512 storage. The battery shrinks a little bit, like ever so slightly, which is strange, but... I guess it's to match the new uh slightly slimmer form factor. It's gonna be 4235 milliamp hour rating, which is down from 4380. So kind of insignificant, but yes, it's down. We can see the the image here that Will's showcasing. The whole thing just seems a bit tighter. It just seems a bit tighter to me. Now, the important thing to to mention, this is this is set to go on, on sale in China. So there's not really a lot of information as to whether or not this is a replacement for the Galaxy Fold and why it is as well, Will, that you would avoid fold the branding altogether.
1: Yeah. You just why go for w- the uh, W20. Yeah. Why?
0: W20. Oh, it's just another phone. It's just a W20 release. We- Come on, you got something cooler than that going on.
1: So do you think this is like a soft launch or something?
0: You know what I think, Will? I think Samsung is kind of backing off a little bit. They're saying to themselves, look, the thing happened with the Fold. We're invested in the idea of it, but we also understand that it's going to be a process. So we're just going to call it W20 because we make so many phones anyways. W-series, whatever. Maybe they keep going with the W thing. You got the S. You got the Note. Maybe W.
1: is like their new line.
0: Maybe it should have been V, though, because, of, you know, the folding. Oh, thing. yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know. That Who am I? They've had Ws before. They've probably... They're Samsung. You use every letter in the book at this point. Yes. Galaxy A, B, C, D.
1: The M's. There's a lot of them.
0: Yeah, You know me.
1: It's actually a good uh, good idea to launch it in China. I mean, the Mate X just launched and it got sold out, right?
0: Okay. So you think there's an appetite. Is that what you're saying?
1: I think so. All if right. If the Mate X is uh, successful. Will he do? You know? Will he do? Ming-chi-do.
0: Ming-chi-do.
1: <laughs> Whoa, easy today. That's a little much. Yeah.
0: Why are you feeling?
1: What are you? Why that are you just fe- came up. Why as, are you, you know, feeling
0: so good today? Yeah.
1: Well, i had a coffee you did you did didn't free man. coffee what? shout out starbucks free yeah i went in with otis and um they wouldn't let me in with otis so they're just like oh what are you taking i was like okay i'll have a coffee and then they brought it out i was like i i, I wanted to pay but uh they were just like no no i got you shout out starbucks <laughs> it's not an ad
0: did you are you getting some kind of
1: celebrity treatment out there in the world? Well, no, it's just the dog thing. You're saying Otis is the celebrity out there? I don't know. Is that guy a fan? Yeah, you're don't downplay it, Will. They know Kirk. You're out there in the world.
0: You're taking special treatment these yeah. days. You're a different guy. I don't know you anymore.
1: Yeah. I'll always record. You're just out trailer. here
0: demanding free coffee. You're like, I got the dog, so figure it out.
1: Yeah. Do what you need to do. What a story.
0: uh, All right, W20 goes on sale in China in December. And possibly after that, this this upgraded device could show up in the U.S. and U.K. We'll see what happens. But maybe that's the case. Maybe you put it out in China, and it's kind of like a soft launch. It's kind of like a trial run. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, this one does better you see less units coming back that are have some sort of durability issue or you get a sense for the customer satisfaction at which point you then say to yourself let's roll this baby out we think we've we've cracked it a little bit better than the initial version the fold always felt to me like a like a beta sort of device like a trial run as soon as i held it i was it just had that it had that feeling to it well like Mm -hmm. it was just a step in the eventual place. Like a lot of technology products. I've used plenty of technology products over the years, which they have that kind of vibe to
1: them. Very ambitious.
0: Yeah, you just feel like you're on the fringe. And you're you're kind of being careful with it because you recognize the fringiness of the engineering. So I always expected it to be short-lived in that form factor, that they would quickly move on and learn a lot from putting the device out into the world. So this is even quicker than I expected for us to see this. And and like I said, I think from the branding, calling it the W20, you can see what Samsung's trying to do. I think they really are trying to experiment in public here because the internals of this thing are very similar to the Fold. So why do it? Mm -hmm. Why go through through the process? I mean, you got to put the whole team on it. You got to say... Yeah, I mean, the internal's not upgrade too much. Yeah, it's just an 855 plus. But I want you to to totally re- reconstruct the thing. You got to have a reason. Mm-hmm. So they obviously think it's better, so I'm curious to check it out
1: if I get the chance. Do you like the fact that they kept continuing? Yeah, on uh, this yeah, absolutely. Project?
0: I'm not one of these people. Look. Look. This stuff is hard, man. So I'm I'm not one of these people ranting and raving. Never ranted before. It's never happened. Rave, no chance. Never raved. No, but I'm not one of these people that wants to, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't want to discourage the idea of experimentation. This is why I was putting out the message on the fold. Look, if you buy one, embrace the aspect that this is fringy and, and, and it's not going to be as robust as picking the form factor, which is tried and true. This is the idea of buying a first-generation anything and having crazy, ridiculous expectations. I was putting that message out there. So I think a brand, you want to encourage a brand to be ambitious and to experiment, but you also want to, as a customer, appreciate what you're engaging in and adjust your expectations from there. So I don't mind it. I understand, though, as well, you pay the two grand, you get the screen, screw up, and you're not feeling too happy. I I understand that, and I and I have uh, sympathy for that. And sometimes I got to remind myself because the products they just show up over here. I got to remind myself mm-hmm. that you're just as much as you you want to partake in the fringe. It can be an expensive endeavor mm-hmm. in the technology realm. So we got to just you got you have to evaluate the whole picture not just the thing as it sits there right now the whole picture if you want to partake in the cutting edge you have to adjust your own threshold along the way Mm -hmm. but i've been doing that for years yes even before this channel i took (coughs) risks on (coughs) products the first mp3 player ever i ever bought garbage put two songs on it people like what are you doing man (laughs) You're you're like, paid for, you paid what for you what for that? You're ripping. You take a CD. You're ripping a CD. You're putting a, uh, two MP3s on that chunky thing. Yeah. And I'm sitting there saying, well, that's not the whole part of it for me. For me, it's also an experiment. It's an experiment from the manufacturer. It's an experiment for me, the user. So I embrace the fact that it ain't perfect yet. Mm-hmm. That's okay. That's the message I want to put out, at least. I haven't always done the best job of that but that's the message that that's the message i feel is important right on as a big picture yeah. Xiaomi they uh, they are not they're not happy about this latest Oppo Renault, Ace thing that we showcased on the channel we showcased the fastest <laughs> charging smartphone in the world
1: super Vuk. Super Vuk 2.0, yes, 2.0,
0: and that was right on the tip of your tongue. You weren't waiting. This coffee thing is really working out for you. Oh yeah,
1: it's really working little, out for you. You're, you're
0: just—it might beans. be too much. I don't know. It's overwhelming. I watch the thing. I'm on the show here. It's coming at me. It's firing. I'm dodging.
1: Yeah. Well, you know how it is when it comes to Luke, right? So I have to say it.
0: Oh, you're you're super vuked. <laughs>
1: fast charged <laughs> ready to go charges in less than 15 minutes
0: yeah beca- yeah yeah you got boosted with the coffee of course oh yeah so so Xiaomi they saw that video they saw me enjoying the quick charge looking at the at the, <clears throat> the the meter going up in real time they saw uh Jack's editing on the video they saw all of it Xiaomi did
1: yeah Mr. Xiaomi
0: yeah they went in the boardroom and they quickly said to themselves, okay, forget about 65 watt. Forget about charging the thing in half an hour, 4,000 milliamps. We got to get 4,000 milliamp charge in 17 minutes. And we got to do it at 100 watt. Because that's how we roll. And, and, and we're not going to come with some flashy name like Super Vook. We're just, we're just going to tell you what it is. Supercharged Turbo.
1: We're
0: mm. just going to tell you what it is. We don't need no VOOCs. Ain't no vooks around here. So they showed off this ridiculous 100 watt charging, and it just obviously buried the 65 watt version as it would. Uh, they can charge a 4,000 milliamp hour battery in 17 minutes, as I said. They're saying that this thing c- can actually outperform laptops when it comes to charging well it makes sense right a lot of even bigger laptops well look at this i got this type c power brick right here and this is a 96 watt for the latest macbook pro which is an upgrade from the 85 watt Mm. these things have enormous batteries in them yes so now we're talking 100 watts on the on the phone
1: Hmm. you ready for this will you ready for this life over here not really is it gonna look like that though the uh, well, I would Black have to chargers? assume that... it's Probably a little bit you, bigger, right?
0: Well, no, because you remember the 65 watt that shipped with the Renault Ace? It oh, was yeah. pretty small for a 65 watt. Yes. And the the charger that I've been using for many of my <laughs> devices, I did a video on it. I'm not remembering the name right. now. was Energy, I believe. Oh, right. It's also, I, I think, 65 watts, and they were able to miniaturize it substantially by using new technologies inside of the actual charger away from the traditional stuff. I believe it's called GAN, is that correct? It's a, it's a G small a type, large N, I might have that wrong. Uh, yeah, gallium nitride USB charger. And so you can shrink these things down and get substantially more power. So that's a 60 watt, am I correct? the energy that i was using there yes yeah that's a 60 watt so there is stuff happening in charger land where you can deliver more power without the huge footprint in fact this power brick is the same size or very close to the to the 85 watt that you're using right there and Mm -hmm. this is well 11 more watts Mm -hmm. so i don't know if i don't think they're using gan in here but all those, those cool little chargers, like the one from the Unbox Therapy video. I use that charger at home on so many different devices, uh, that little one. Uh, so anyway, I would say they're probably implementing some technology like that so the thing is not huge, even though it's a 100-watt fast charge going on. Mm. Now, the question is, when does this technology release and which, with which device? The indication here via gizchina.com is that the Xiaomi Mi Mix 4 will be the flagship to deliver this incredible charging tech. So that's something to look forward to. I'm obviously excited to test it out. That's just wild. It totally changes, as I, as I mentioned in the other video, it changes the way in which we interact with these devices. The idea of you know, always being tethered every night for a charge or having the thing constantly connected to an outlet. I know it doesn't seem like a lot to charge your device in an hour or something like that, but it, it's an hour that the, that your phone spends on the wall. If you're recharging in fully in 17 minutes, it's just all of a sudden now you're not nervous about where's my battery at? It, it, what's, what level is it at? Am I going to have enough? I'm about to go on the trip. I'm about to leave the house. Is there a car charger? In seven, 17 minutes, up until the last minute, you could be... Mm. Oh, I gotta grab that charge. And then you eat your breakfast cereal, and by the time you're done, it's done.
1: Really impressive. Does this make you nervous? The fast charge?
0: Why am I nervous? We're charging too fast these days? Might be. We're redlining. Yeah. One too many coffees for Willie (laughs) Doo. What? You're saying, oh, they are just saying the, the health of the battery over time.
1: Yeah, yeah. Or it might cause an explosion or something.
0: Yeah. So there is some there is some conversation about the health of a battery, uh, long long, after a long period, uh, what the what happens to the capacity because batteries might not like to be charged this quickly. Uh, for me, it's not a huge issue because I change phones so much. Mm. But I've seen people talking, for example, about AirPods battery life, how they're disposable product. Because if you use them every day in, in, in a year, they're not holding a charge anymore. So it, it is a concern. It depends how long you hope to hold on to the product for. For me, that would never come up. But I understand that's not the case for many people. That said, you don't necessarily always need to use the fast charge capability. You could plug it into a slow charger too, if you really cared. But part of me, I assume there's been some thought from Xiaomi, Oppo, and others about techniques yeah. in, order to, uh, in order to promote better long term life within the device. So and maybe, dissipate heat. As yeah, well. there must be, they, they've, there's gotta be ways baked in to kind of chill at certain. There, there might be a way. There might be a setting. Yeah. I'm not afraid, Will. Okay. I'm moving forward into the fast charge future. Uh, next up, we have a weird one. This is a story in Uber situation i don't use uber that much anymore but i was using it for a while when i was traveling more often pretty much every city i'm going to i'm I'm, I'm just opening the uber app Mm. Uh, around here i'm not using it as much to the airport or something maybe uh but you may have heard there's been some issues that arise where maybe some conflict or dispute between a rider and a driver or a driver does something bad and a person makes a claim against a driver and, and maybe there's no... And then, and then Uber gets all this bad press and the mm-hmm. stock gets impacted. And obviously, it's a very, very uh, highly evaluated company's worth, worth a few dollars. Yes. Uber. The is, unicorn. U- Uber That's is worth it. a couple of dollars. Yes. Uh, so they, they've got a new strategy it appears, or at least they're testing a new strategy to try to uh, protect passengers and drivers from ever encountering those situations. And that technique is to audio record all rides, have an audio recording of all rides. This will initially be on the driver side of the ride. It's the, the driver will have the audio recording. They're testing it. In Mexico and Brazil next month, at which point they will decide whether or not to bring it to the US. So people you can people watching this, I suppose, can have their say before this takes place. It's called audio record in ride, and they claim it ensures passenger and driver safety. As I mentioned, by default, it's just going to be the driver who has it enabled. If you want to activate it as a passenger, you have to go into your safety toolkit. And there's too many steps. I don't think a lot of people are going to use it. But apparently the way this works is that it's encrypted and that the driver can't go back and listen to his, his or her audio recordings. Instead, only HQ can hear them in the event that they need them or potentially law enforcement. But I still feel like for uh, the average individual, it, from a privacy perspective, it just feels a little strange. You know, there's a lot of people, will, they're using Uber, it's uh, night out on the town. You huh? would know, guy like you, huh? you're out there, yeah. you know? Friday night, guy like you, will he do Friday night? Hmm. It's a different guy. There's you on a Thursday afternoon, after a Starbucks with Otis, and then there's Friday Night Willie Dude.
1: TGIF.
0: Yeah. And so maybe you're having a time, as you would. You got all your pals, and uh, you're getting a bit loose lipped. You're about to take a ride back. You're getting loose lipped. Yeah. You're just spouting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And and you don't want to even think that there's any record of that taking place. You're just in the back seat. You know, you had a few drinks, whatever you did. Yeah. I didn't do it, you did it. (laughs) Look, I'm just saying I've been in enough scenarios where it's it's just it's a very intimate environment in the back of an Uber. Yeah. It's nighttime. You're just, it's not, might not be processing it, the fact that you're that there's a record or recording. I get it. They're saying, hey. No one's gonna hear it, but you gotta trust that that's the case. That it couldn't be used against you in some circumstances. Something, because because all of a sudden, what was that scandal? It was hockey players. Hockey players were being being recorded, and then the guy, the driver, went public with it and screwed up the whole culture of the team because they were talking about their coach. Right. They didn't realize they were being recorded, so it brings up all kinds of privacy and. Ethical concerns, and it, it isn't rolling out yet. They're, like I said, they're testing in Mexico and Brazil. So if, if you're a regular Uber passenger and you hate the idea, you could probably let them know right now. You could tweet at them. You could do whatever you want to do. Maybe it never shows up. But then again, on the flip side, maybe you like it. I'll go to another scenario late at night. You travel by yourself. The guy's a weirdo in the front seat.
1: Mm.
0: Well, I'm not saying that Uber, I never had a bad experience. The Uber drivers... No all been really cool so i don't want to suggest that's the case but people are people and it's mm-hmm. possible and then at which point you're thinking to yourself man thank goodness all these are recorded right because now i just feel better that at least there's some track track record some record somewhere
1: so it's going to be uh, recorded and it's going to be stored into like i guess in the, the cloud. cloud it
0: gets sent to uber hq right and but- uh, th- then only in the event that it's needed
1: right can pull it up
0: because they've had issues man uber has had some really uh bad press now several states in the united states they have uh wiretapping laws i think they're called they're called statutes in fact Mm -hmm. where both parties must consent in order to be recorded no one can unknowingly be recorded that's only in certain states other states might not have those rules and regulations uh, but even in those states, you can imagine you book the ride and you consent. You could consent maybe right within the app. I don't know how they'll implement it. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I feel about it. I'm a bit split. What about you, Will? Do you do you care? Do you want to be recorded in the Uber? The audio for your own safety?
1: Yeah, I'm kind of split too. Because for the safety issue, like I, I would like to have like a recording if mm-hmm. something does go wrong. Yes. Um, that does happen. Uh, but at the same time, if we're kind of like Drunk or something. Oh, you're doing... Yeah. It's... it's. uh, I don't know. It's a weird situation.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I I feel like uh, there are some Uber drivers that actually record
0: the video. Yeah, Yeah. video. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Um, Have you ever...
0: I never experienced that.
1: No way. I wonder if they ask. I mean, and there's plenty of them
0: probably running dash cams that are also running audio. I assume that that could be going on, but I think... That this particular test being across the board without any extra equipment implies that instantaneously they're they're accumulating so hmm. much more data, and it's the piece that they're getting it. It doesn't belong to the driver, right? See, so now the driver has to, has to think, as opposed to if he owns the footage in his own car, you can't get access. You know what I'm right, saying? Right. Neither can head office. So, yeah, I could see the argument from a driver perspective that hey, I don't want to be. Surveilled all the time either. Yeah. I'm just trying to live my life. wait what about when I go grab the Wendy's like Vin just did? Yeah. Then 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 what? You're also are you listening?
1: Like you're judging me?
0: E- yeah, you're judging yeah. my Wendy's right now? Although yeah. I suppose that's not in a ride. Anyway, all kinds of ethical uh questions going on there. Of course, the viewers of the show, they can let me know in the comments if it matters to them or not, if they want to be recorded or not when they're in the next Uber ride. <laughs> Here's a cool one, Will. Uh, This one, it's just a simple, but such a cool idea that makes a lot of sense. I have one of these covers on my truck. It's called a tono cover. And a lot of people use them to protect the contents of the bed of the pickup truck. If you store things in there, you make it, in some cases, watertight. So you're not getting moisture in there. Uh, A lot of people, they keep tools in the back. They want a lockable cover. This company, WorkSport, they created a cover that harvests solar energy. So it's got it's got its own solar panels embedded into the cover. Now, a lot of covers already work in the fashion that they're outlining here, where it folds on top of itself in order to allow you to use the bed of the truck without the cover just by folding it up. Hmm. But we're on the cusp right now in a big way of the electric pickup becoming... Uh, Becoming, you know, getting on, coming on the scene. Mm -hmm. The event, actually, the time we're filming is Tesla's event for their Cybertruck is tonight. Yes, you have Rivian talking about their trucks that are coming up. So the electrification of the pickup truck is happening rapidly, and all of a sudden, you're starting to see the accessory market potentially also jump on board jump onto the hype train. Because if you have one of these ton- tonal covers with the with the solar panels, you could actually feed that power into the battery, into the electrical system of the vehicle hmm. and increase your range or pick up an emergency charge or a little extra juice. Now, when they describe the the device here, they say they mostly imagine it'll be used for to charge tools and things like that. Mm-hmm in the back because it'll also have its own storage battery but it could be wired up to send to send electricity into the vehicle's battery as well there's a few concerns that people have about heat because as you know will solar panels get hot particularly if you're using them in certain climates you might have this contraption over here in arizona or something Mm. and it's just getting slammed by the sun intentionally what if if you touch it Mm. what if you lift it up how do you deal with all that? Because you know, with the cover, the, the ones that exist now, you're touching them all the time. Mm. They get hot, but not, not that kind of hot. Mm. And then on top of that, what about the battery inside of there? How do you protect that and all the various aspects? So there's a lot of questions that come up. Some more specifics here. The, the cover will be connected to a two kilowatt battery bank placed in the bed. And then the bank has a one kilowatt breakaway unit There's there's gonna be a couple of different configurations available. There's going to be a 4,000 watt inverter. Its purpose is to allow an off-grid powering of 110 volt AC tools when you need it. So this is a common, this could be a common application for a work truck. You can imagine you don't wanna, you don't wanna empty out your battery if you're charging up a bunch of devices in the bed of the pickup. You might have the power tools the drills and things like this. You could just pull, people put a saw in the back Mm. of the truck as well. They're cutting wood and trim and things like this. Mm. You could come off of this battery instead of the vehicle battery, which could be, especially if people move towards electric pickup trucks, that could be important to have that battery backup as well, as opposed to sucking from the actual. So they're calling it an electric, potentially an electric jerry can. You know what a jerry can is, Will?
1: What is a jerry can? It sounds really familiar.
0: A jerry can, don't ask me why it's called a jerry can. A oh, jerry right. can is yes. the way that you transport fuel. It's a portable container for the transportation of fuel. A lot of people would keep something like this in the bed of a pickup truck. In emergency situation, you have gas. Mm. So they're saying, what is the electric equivalent of that for an electric vehicle? Maybe it's this thing with its own onboard battery. You get it wired up to the car. Now, in emergency situation, you pull off that one. You can go a little distance to get to the next charger. So it's all—it's very cool. It's a simple thing, but you—you you sit there. Sometimes, the the best innovations are simple ones. Like, how did nobody? Why is nobody doing that yet? Mm-hmm. So this is one of those moments. You have a giant space at the better the pickup truck. The pickup truck is always outdoors anyway. Mm-hmm. It's just like. It's a free opportunity right there. Yeah. But again, assuming you can overcome the things that I mentioned. Yes. With heats and, and all the rest of it. So your futuristic pickup truck. Then again, who knows what Elon puts out later this evening? Mm-hmm. He could put out some crazy thing that doesn't even have a typical bed dimension. And now you're wondering, or maybe it already has something like that built in. Who knows? You know, Elon's always, who know? Because mm-hmm. he's got the Cybertruck coming tonight. Or at the point at which you're watching this, the Cybertruck you know about it. You just saw it. In which case, you can you can talk in the comments about whether or not you can integrate a cover like this one. Speaking of Elon, I don't know if you saw this. Will his uh, his rocket there, his Starship? It it blew up. Hmm. You 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 were really excited about this thing. It, it was all shiny.
1: Yeah, it looked uh, really old school.
0: Old school, retro, like space age, atomic era type of vibe to it. The Starship MK1 is what it was called, was called. Maybe they'll rebuild it, uh, but they're, they're probably moving on to some next version now. It was undergoing some testing, which is part of the process of developing something like this. It was undergoing some, some testing for extremely low temperatures. It blew something called, uh, it blew its lid during something called cryogenic testing. Cryogenic, that's very, very cold, Will. And you do this type of testing, of course, to uh, replicate the the type of situation you're going to encounter if you were a a spaceship. Well, some of you might encounter. Yeah. Yeah. Cold temperatures. And so this thing blew up during this testing. It's unfortunate, but fortunate. It's one of those situations where Elon came out and said, you know, that's sort of the point of this testing is you're trying to, you're almost trying to push it till it breaks so that you can avoid in your next version. You're, you're almost... It's kind of like the Galaxy Fold, <laughs> Except you can't buy the, the, the Starship. Yeah. But you're, you're testing in public, sort of. Everybody's got their eyes on this. Mm-hmm. And you're testing in public. So apparently now they go back to the drawing board with their their uh, the new information they've gathered via this test. And they improve the MK3 design. So e- Elon's quote here regarding the MK1's value is that it was a manufacturing pathfinder. I love that terminology. Hmm. A manufacturing pathfinder. This episode of Lou Later is a, is a, is a, a content pathfinder. Mm-hmm. A f- uh, content development pathfinder. Mm-hmm. We don't know where we're going. Mm-hmm. We're looking for a path. But that's the part you're looking for. In right. other words, Will... Nothing is a finished product yeah. in human culture and technology. Yeah. It's always just looking. We're always—it's
1: a—it's a voyage. Really. Yeah, the frontier. Yeah, trying to find it, you know.
0: We're just uh, trying to find a path out here as human beings. Sometimes, sometimes you pick a path. You go to the left. It's a, you got a lot of brush. You're getting scratched. Yeah. You turn around. You grab another one. hmm you, you look for a little less resistance and friction, or you double down. You yeah. say, nah, I know this is the right way to go. And you, even though it's hard work, maybe you, maybe you push through some of that brush and all of a sudden you come to some extreme, some beautiful clarity.
1: You, you push through the
0: brush. Yeah, no, 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 it's not, the, it's not Oasis. You push through the brush and then it's a valley. You're at the top sort of like, it was gruesome. You're at a ridge. Okay, it's rocky, but you look down and you see a beautiful fertile valley.
1: Mm.
0: You know what a fertile valley looks like? Lush. Yeah, it's green. You didn't see green for a while Uh because you were were in the bush getting scratched up. You didn't know if it was going to happen. So anyway, he's on a similar path except to space. And this was a manufacturing pathfinder noting that flight design is quite different. Once you've got to start going for flight, once you start talking about space, space is hard. Space is hard, Willie, Do And space is cold. Mm. Okay? So that's, as far as paths go, that's a difficult path up there. Mm-hmm. Let's just remember that. All right. Remember we talked about uh, the, 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 the Trump and Tim Cook thing, the Apple in, in Austin, the Mac Pro, My goodness, people are mad. People are mad at at Trump and Tim. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it goes politics, Will. And I don't want to go to politics over here, but he was, (laughs) it's kind of funny. He goes down there and he marches around the, the, the plant there in Austin and he's got Tim by his side and Tim's showing him the Mac Pro. Like the video's out there. You can watch it. I think Ivanka Trump tweeted out she tweeted out a short video clip with the two of them, mm. looking at the new Mac Pro. And you, I, Trump is taking all kinds of credit for this, uh, this manufacturing facility. And people are mad that he's claiming so much responsibility for it. And the reason is because the facility, the actual plant that he was looking at, has existed for a while. Okay, the plant that he's looking at, he did not open it, even though his tweet says he opened it. It's been there since 2013, I believe. The original Mac Pro, the trash can Mac Pro that I had, came from that facility. It's actually not Apple. It's a contractor to Apple. They're called Flex, Mm. and they employ about 500 people. It's not an enormous manufacturing facility either, as you know, the Mac Pro is a higher margin, lower volume product for professionals and things like this. But Trump was walking around basically saying, look, the economy's doing great. Look, we got there's There are things here with Apple logos and we are standing in America
1: is what happened. <laughs> and I'm going to announce that uh, I opened up this factory.
0: Yeah. And that's he the- went, you know, but that's that's his thing, isn't it? here's the tweet today i opened a major apple manufacturing plant in texas that will bring high-paying jobs back to america Mm. today nancy pelosi closed congress because she doesn't care about american workers (laughs) (laughs) this is what he that's just that's what he does all right you have to read between the lines you have of course you have to read between the lines you have to look into it no he did not open this place up but I'm going to do a little bit of a translation. The New York Times did a similar article just breaking down what actually happened. Apple, when they announced the new Mac Pro, kind of insinuated that they were done with Austin, that they were going to do it in China. It was easier for them, probably less expensive. Then, of course, Trump has been on the whole thing with the tariffs and all that, trying to incentivize companies not to do that. So, really, the real tweet is essentially... Look, I, I made sure Apple is at least doing a portion of their assembly in America instead of in China like everything else. But we have to soften that up a little bit because in the scope of everything Apple's doing, this is relatively insignificant. It's not an iPhone. It's a it's – a, I don't want to downplay it, though. It is cool that it's just so rare to see any product with an Apple logo do, doing anything to it besides designing it in America, right? It's, it's, it's an interesting thing to, to take place regardless. I don't want to completely squash it, but it is r- relatively insignificant in the scope of Apple's landscape. And there's millions of people employed in China on behalf of Apple mm. by comparison. And this facility of contractors about 500 people. But just to finish out the whole thing here, as, as, as happy as they are, Apple is investing pretty heavily in the Austin area, and they put out their very own press release. They're breaking ground on an enormous campus, which will be a lot more like their typical office environment as opposed to manufacturing or assembly. Uh, but... It is significant. It's 244,000 square feet. Uh, No, that's the Mac Pro facility. I take that back. This
1: one's a 133-acre campus.
0: 130. This is is way bigger. It's a $1 billion, 3 million square foot campus. So the current Mac Pro assembly, to put it in comparison, is 244,000 square feet. Mm. This new office building campus thing is 3 million square feet. And it's going to cost a billion bucks. And this is going to have 5,000 employees with the capacity to grow to 15,000 in 2022. Again, compared to the 500 people that work at Flex with the assembly of the Mac Pro. So it's kind of a little bit of everything in there. It's not completely false, but it's just a matter of digging a little bit deeper and seeing exactly what's happening. There's obviously a relationship between Trump and Tim Cook, and there's obviously incentive for Tim Cook to maintain this relationship because of the impact that this these tariffs could have on Apple, specifically if, if Trump's able to push them through. So there's they're bargaining in front of our eyes. They're shaking hands. They're bargaining in front of our eyes. Uh, Tim gets to avoid some tariffs by having this relationship. He gets to ease up on that. Trump gets the photo op at the facility that's actually from 2013. And they, and everybody's happy. You see how that goes? Mm-hmm. It's an agreement, they both, so you get to take from that whatever you whatever you choose. But I just wanted to add the piece that Apple is doing big business in Austin in a, to the tune of a billion dollar campus. It's not just this small flex enterprise at 500, even though that's it for actual uh, assembly for the time being. Mm. Alright, last one for me. Maybe the most exciting of the bunch. Sticking with Apple for a second. My goodness, Will. This was... When we were talking peak Willie Doo the other day, this was probably the main reason we were talking peak Willie Doo because he, behind the scenes, without telling me, had uh, uh, set up this device to arrive that is, is, is the, the most... The coolest, most rare, most unique device, I think, in terms of smartphones that's ever shown up on a channel on Unbox Therapy. Shot the video go check out the video it's it's e- if you it's either out right now or it's coming out very shortly on the unbox therapy channel it is an unboxing of a limited edition one of 9 customized iPhone 11 Pros that has a piece of Steve Jobs actual turtleneck inside of the Apple logo embedded in there this is some some type of museum some type of relic some type of artifact it was when he was wearing the next his his he 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 switched from apple got ousted started another computer company and started the the trend of wearing the iconic black turtleneck all at this time this little square piece of fabric is from an actual turtleneck that he wore that was sold at auction by an assistant of his right during that era so pre iphone but it, right in the, who knows, maybe he was already starting to imagine the eventual iPhone. Mm. At that moment, he was wearing that turtleneck. Who knows? It, it's crazy. Like, when, when, when this thing showed up, I almost didn't believe it when I heard it. I'm like, they did what? So they took this cool artifact and found a way to encase it into an iPhone, which then became custom titanium and all kinds of other cool things. Engravings. It's got Steve Jobs' signature engraved on it. Just an incredible piece of memorabilia that you can actually use, because it's also it also happens to be the latest iPhone. This company has in fact done it with uh, a number of different artifacts. They're, they're doing a similar device uh, with uh, for Muhammad Ali, Joe Frazier, The Beatles. I believe in the future they're working on a Michael Jackson version. All of those are very cool, but this one to me is the most significant because it's got that extra storyline, that piece where, the iPhone is the product with uh, featuring the artifact from the individual who first imagined the iPhone. That's the connection which just pulls it fully together. It's very expensive. It's over $6,000. There are only nine on planet Earth, but it's incredibly exciting. It was a very exciting video for us. Very exciting item. But I can't show you here because you got to go watch the full video. It's incredible. In the video, by the way, we actually do a comparison to the very first iPhone. So so it's unbelievable. If the video is there right now, go watch it. If you go there and it's not there yet, it's coming in like an hour or two from the point at which you watch this video. So exciting times around here. Peak Willie Do. Now you believe me, people out there in the world. You were like, yeah, okay, Willie Do peak, maybe, maybe. But then people had high expectations. They said, no, Willie Do could probably take it higher. Some people thought that. Oh. Now they understand mm. the actual altitude that Willie Do is capable of reaching. Remember I was talking, you come through the bush, you're on that cliff, you're on that peak. Yeah. It's a high altitude over stratosphere. there. stratosphere. You know what happens in a high altitude? Well, it becomes harder to breathe when you get up high. Just remember that when you're out there getting those free coffees. All right?
1: I have asthma. <laughs>
0: That's it.